Hello and welcome to Dear Franny, the podcast of uncommon conversations about love. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. I have a question for you. It's a question that has been coming up a lot lately and people have been asking me, which is a version of, are progressive women totally screwed when it comes to dating? Are all men trash? Are all men secretly misogynist? Um, And is there any hope for a woman who is looking for a partner, a male partner who is progressive and is a feminist and truly believes in equality? Is that something that is possible to find? And in our current climate, politically, culturally, it's a challenge. So the short answer to is our progressive women screwed is no, but it does make dating more difficult. And that is a reality. However, I think that there's also an opportunity here. There's an opportunity to go a bit deeper. So let me explain what I mean by that. There's a, there is a very natural human tendency that we have, which is to take people at face value We equate niceness with character, with kindness, with authenticity, with genuine concern. And as my friend Corinne Kaplan likes to point out, niceness is not a personality trait. It's a coping mechanism. And we have to learn to look beyond the surface of things. So there are a lot of people who get sucked into all sorts of relationships with people who do not have good character, who aren't truly kind, who don't truly believe in equality, who don't root for you. They don't root for your success. They don't root for you to win. They don't even care about your success or your happiness or your fulfillment. But those people can sometimes come in packages of people who seem very outwardly, quote unquote, nice. There are a lot of men out there who are very well aware of the cultural conversation. They can't help but be aware of that. They can't help but be aware of Me Too. They can't help but be aware of the growing numbers of women who are voicing their dissatisfaction with the patriarchy and sharing their experiences of discrimination and harassment and really are just fed up. Now, this is nothing new. We've all, anyone who's grown up as female in our culture has been dealing with these things for a long time. I mean, I know that for me personally, I started getting street harassed by adult men when I was around nine or 10 years old. And I know that, you know, I've had experiences from a very young age, such as a friend of mine, you know, one of my best friends when I was 12 years old, her father used to hit on me every time I'd go to her house. And he would say things to me like, I can't wait till you're 18. And, you know, it made me incredibly uncomfortable. And I avoided him, but I also didn't tell anyone. I didn't speak up. I was a child. I was 12 years old. And I had an adult man telling me that I was beautiful and I had long legs and he couldn't wait till I was 18 so he could date me. I mean, it's really, really outrageous. And I have a lot of other stories like that. And I'm sure that if you're listening to this and you are a woman, you have lots of your own stories. So my point is with the Me Too movement and the, and the culture that we're living in now, having 
a president in office who is a known sexual harasser, um, having a lot of women who are very bravely and courageously sharing their stories of being harassed, of being assaulted, of being discriminated against. And it's it's a conversation that no one can ignore. So there are plenty of men out there who are single, who are dating, who are well aware of this conversation and who are trying to use it to their advantage. So there is a pitfall to be wary of, and that is of the of the fake woke man. There is a lot of performative wokeness. There's a lot of performative feminism out there. There are a lot of men who know that the thing to say to get all of the cool, attractive, smart, educated women is to call himself a feminist. Now, there are plenty of men out there who truly are feminists, but there are also ones that are not, and they're just saying that. So that is a pitfall to watch to watch out for. So what, when I, going back to the point that I was making earlier about an opportunity here to look beyond the surface, when it comes to dating we have been very culturally conditioned to be superficial. We have been very culturally conditioned to have an idea in our heads of what our partner is going to look like. And when we meet somebody who looks that certain way and they say certain things, then we can tell ourselves, oh my God, he's the one and this is amazing and this is a really good guy. And that has never been a good strategy. It's just now it's even more, it is even more important for Anyone who cares about equality, anybody who cares about strong character, anybody who cares about someone who genuinely roots for you, roots for your success, roots for your fulfillment, who considers you to be an equal partner, it is more important than ever to have to look beyond the surface of what people are saying and look at their actions. Because the good news is here that for the misogynists and the fake feminists out there, they're pretty easy to spot, right? So they might suck you in initially with some, you know, sweet words and saying the right thing. But if you're actually paying attention, if you're paying attention to someone, to their actions, you're paying attention to how they live their lives, you're paying attention and having real conversations with them. Um, you know, this is this is not that hard to spot, right? I mean... Sometimes it's not the men who are who are out there waving the flag and calling themselves feminists who are actually the most progressive and the most feminist when you actually sit down and talk to them. I mean, I would put my own partner in that category. He's not the kind of person who would wear a shirt that says feminist, but he is 100% a feminist, right? And if you actually sit down and you talk to him and you get to know him, it's to him, equality, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. So we have to look beyond the surface of things and actually go deeper and actually get to know people's character. So is this going to eliminate a lot of men who seem outwardly like great candidates for dating and for relationships? Is that going to eliminate a lot of men? Absolutely. But it should. The process of dating is a process of sorting, of weeding out, of discovering who is and who is not a good fit for you on a lot of different levels. And if you are a woman who you consider yourself to be progressive, you care about being with a man who's also progressive, you care about a man who believes in gender equality, racial equality, sexual orientation equality. I mean, for me, I know that I have always been someone who, if a guy said anything rem even remotely homophobic to me, that was a major turnoff. I've never been interested in dating a homophobe. 
it's not my jam, right? And there are a lot of women who kind of turn a blind eye to certain things and kind of go, oh, well, you know, that's how men are. And I want to be clear here. I'm not blaming women, right? This is not our problem. We didn't create this problem. We didn't create the patriarchy. But now as we stand at this really crucial time in our culture where we have an opportunity to fully and truly and permanently dismantle the patriarchy, and even though there's a tide in our country of bigotry and hatred that is has a very loud voice and it can make us all feel like, oh my God, this is, you know, there's no hope. We have to believe that our voices, though they may not be as loud on Twitter as some others, then they're still, they're still important and that we are actually the majority. We are actually going to be the majority if we're not already. But that requires us living our values and holding fast to our values. And does it mean that there are going to be men out there who are attractive and fun and well-educated and, you know, sexy and all of those things who it is going to be important to say, no, you're not acceptable because you're a misogynist or you're a homophobe or you're a racist, right? When we see that behavior, we have the choice to move on and not engage with those people. So that is the encouragement that I want to give to you if you are a woman out there who is looking for a partner who is really a true partner, a real true partner and shares your values, that, yeah, you're going to have to look. You're going to have to sort. You're going to have to ask tough questions. You're going to have to be willing to walk away from someone who is a nice guy and might be checking a lot of the boxes, but this is a big box that he's not checking. And, you know, another thing to add here is self-love is something that I'm always talking about, and I'm usually talking about it from the perspective of you loving yourself, but it's also important to know that if you're looking for a relationship, you need to prioritize finding a relationship with someone who loves himself. And I apologize here for being so heteronormative in my in my in my speaking, but um, you know that is just the population that I work with. That's what I am, and so it's not meant to be exclusionary. But um, I am, you know, defaulting to this heterosexual dynamic. So in this dynamic and in this case, you know, there are. Um, it's it's very easy to take bravado and take that surface of look at how confident I am and, you know, arrogance and swagger and all of those things to take those to mean a man is truly confident and truly loves himself. And, you know, we can look no further than the White House to look for an example of somebody who has a lot of bravado and a lot of outward confidence and will tell you that he's the greatest person in the world. But anyone who knows anything about human psychology and human nature knows that the people who are the most confident, the people who love themselves the most, do not have to go around and telling people, telling people that all the time. And they certainly don't need to tear other people down and subjugate other people to make themselves feel better. That is not confidence. That is the opposite of confidence. So that is insecurity. That is a lack of self-love. It is more important than ever that we prioritize not only loving ourselves, and that is a lifelong process of going deeper into our own self-love, but prioritizing having relationships with people who also love themselves. Because if you are getting into a relationship with someone who doesn't love themselves, and I don't mean perfection here, but I'm talking about it is something that they are consciously aware of. It's something that they are attempting to cultivate within themselves, that if they're not um, 
you know, they're not, they have moved past a victim mindset of what the world has done to me. And they'd start to take responsibility and say, okay, how can I be better? Right? These are the circumstances. This is the hand that I've been dealt, but what can I do about it? How can I make myself better? How can I make this, the world a better place? When we have that mindset, that growth mindset, then you really aren't going to have to worry about these other issues because these other issues come from a place of insecurity and competition and really uh, small-mindedness. So when you start to work on your own self-love, it becomes a lot easier to recognize in other people who truly loves themselves, who's truly confident within themselves, and who is just putting on airs and pretending to try to make themselves feel better with a a lot of outside validation. So this is what I mean by there being an opportunity here, because it's always been the case that the best relationships and the most connections are coming when two people are coming to a relationship from a place of really being whole and not looking for the other person to fill, you know, to quote unquote, complete them or fill something within themselves that's lacking or to look a certain way. So people can look at you and say, Ooh, look at you, you and this amazing partner you have, right? There is an ego side of relationships that can really rear its ugly head. And if you want to have a real connected relationship with someone who shares your values, it's going to require a commitment to going beyond that ego and to really looking at the character and to having the courage to walk away when someone does not align with your values. So I asked a question at the top of the show, are progressive women totally screwed when it comes to dating? And the answer is no. The answer is no. Love is always, always possible. And I encourage you to become completely determined to find a compatible partner for yourself and to find the relationship that you're looking for. Because if you have that determination and that's your starting point, then even when you meet people who are not the person for you, it's not going to derail you so much. We need to keep moving forward. Even before Me Too, wasn't like, you know, all of these guys were like these amazing guys with great character who loved equality, and now they've been corrupted. These are the same people that we've always known and we've always had to deal with. So this should not come as a shock to anyone that there are a lot of men out there who are misogynists and racists and homophobes. That should not come as a shock to anyone. And now we've come to a point where you can no longer ignore it. And that's actually a good thing because that's how change happens. We can, not, we can no longer sweep these things under the rug. We have an opportunity now to face them and to actually change them for good. So I encourage you to, to, to develop that determination and that confidence that you are going to find an amazing partner for you. And it might take you dating differently. It might take you prioritizing things differently. It might take you getting more clear on what your values are and living those values more out loud because that's another way to help to repel the people who you don't want and to attract the ones that you do. And, you know, it's, I, I don't mean to say this, that, you know, as, as a single woman, it's all on you. It's not all on you. You cannot dismantle the patriarchy on your own. That's not the way, that's not what I'm saying. There is a responsibility, obviously, that is held by everyone and especially men because they're the ones who are in power and they're the ones who have created these systems. So we do need to hold them accountable 
But at the same time, we cannot give away all of our power to men. We have to take power back for ourselves and we have to exercise our power and our choices. And that includes our romantic choices, who we, who we decide to give our energy to, who we decide to give our time to, who we decide to give access to our bodies to, and who we decide to get into relationships with. So get clear on what your values are, live your values out loud, unapologetically, Know that you are worthy. You are worthy of having an amazing partner who loves you, who respects you, who supports you, who believes in equality. And it is possible to find that person. And the more determined you become to find that person and to not give your time or your attention to anyone who does not meet that criteria, the sooner you will get into that relationship. So thank you so much for listening. And um, I always say this at the end of these episodes, that I feel like I've been ranting. <laughs> it's a bit of a rant, but it's it's a hopeful one. I truly believe love is possible for every single person on this planet. True love. Now, there is a lot of conditioning. There's a lot of obstacles, very real obstacles to that happening for a lot of people. You know, I got an email today from a woman who was a little frustrated with a newsletter that I sent out because she felt that my advice wasn't taking into account the, the challenges of women of color online. And that's not what my email was about. My email was about um, a much more tactical piece of when you're on a date and kind of staying present in the moment and out of your head. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it, her, her email to me was very impassioned and my heart went out to her because I know how challenging it is out there. I know how demoralizing it can feel. We're getting these messages all the time of, how hard it is and how much racism and how much misogyny and those things are all very real. But there are also people out there who have good hearts. There are people out there who are growth oriented and those are the people that we want to focus on and we don't want to give all of our attention and we don't want to give all of our energy to the people who we don't want because if we take away that, if we give all our energy to people that we don't want, then we're taking that away from ourselves and we're taking that away from finding and attracting and connecting with the people that we do want. Thank you so much for listening. If you are enjoying this podcast, please, please, I always say this, but it's important. It really is. Please take a moment to rate and review the podcast. I love reading your reviews. They bring me so much joy and they really help the podcast with visibility. I love doing the show and I want to keep doing the show and I want to really build the audience for the show. And, um, you know, I have such amazing conversations with such smart people. And I really believe that the conversations that we're having on this podcast are important conversations in our culture. And so I am determined to get the show out there far and wide. So your ratings and your reviews and your subscriptions really help that. So Thank you to those of you who have already taken the time to do that. And for those of you who haven't, I would so much appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wherever you are in the world, I don't take for granted that your time is precious. And I thank you for spending a bit of your time with me here today. If you would like to stay connected to me, you can find me on all social media at Dear Franny. I'm at Dear Franny on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and other places too. And you can also stay in touch with the podcast at Dear Franny Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. Until next time. <laughs>